Welcome to Finding Your Epic. This is a show where senior level women share their epic moments, telling the story behind those light bulb experiences where they learned a powerful skill that shaped their career progression. Hosted by me, Jacqueline Frost, founder of Elevate Talent. Welcome to Finding Your Epic. This is a show where senior level women share their epic moments, telling the story behind those light bulb experiences where they learned a powerful skill that shaped their career progression. Hosted by me, Jacqueline Frost, founder of Elevate Talent. And today we are talking with Jan Sinclair. Having spent 40 years working in the corporate world at large organizations such as IBM, Jan has reinvented herself, spending half her time as a consultant for an inclusion practice and the other half a life, business, career, and inclusion coach. Welcome, Jan. Hi, Jacqueline. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Now, just to let everybody know, I have known you a long time. And I have to say, when we first met, there was something you did that was so impressive. And I would think to myself, how on earth does she do that? And then one day, a little bit later, you shared a fascinating story about your first foray into the business world and how you learned this epic skill. And it's such a great story. So please share your story, Jan. Absolutely. So let me take you back a little bit. It's 1981 and I am 18 years old. So I a bit temping, should I say, with my best friend Maureen during the school holidays. So Easter and summer, we had worked in various organizations from the age of 16. And I had stuck with the same agency and they had really got to know me quite well. So the routine was that a week in advance, I would make them know that I would be available for work the following week. And then on the Friday afternoon, they would let me know what was available and most importantly, what rate they were going to pay me per hour. So to date, they had sent me to banks and insurance companies and other large corporations. I was very lucky because I lived in Croydon, just outside London then. Nothing had come through on that particular Friday. So I kind of resigned myself to not working the following week. On the Monday morning, quite early, I received a telephone call on our newly installed BT phone, which my mum was very proud about. And Karen at the agency and owner said that she was asking me to do her a huge favour. Someone had let her down and could I go to a well-known construction company? And when I get there to ask for Lil, she said, it's not what you usually do, but if I don't fill this, I may lose the contract. And I said, of course, no problem. So she said- Although we're not a little bit worried what you might be said to do beforehand. I'd be feeling a bit nervous if I were you. So because she had served me very well, you know, it was either filing or typing. I figured I couldn't stray too far from that. So- I was confident at the time and I donned my normal attire and off I went to the company. When I got there, I noticed that people would come through reception 
they, most of them had their badge and they would be turning left. When I asked for a reception for Lil, by the way, not her, her, her full name, her right name, should I say, they had pointed me in the other direction. And when I got to the end of the corridor, I noticed that it said on the wall, catering and kitchens. I have to say my heart did sink at that moment, but never mind. I knocked on the door and I could hear a very hearty come in from the other end. So I went in and I asked for Lil and she said, hello, love. You're from the agency? Yes, I said. Oh, good. You have a cup of tea, put your things over there, and then we'll be right off. And I said, can I ask you what I'll be doing? Yeah, you still don't know. You still don't know what you're doing yet. (laughs) She said, well, I'm a tea lady and you're going to be in my system for a couple of days. Didn't they tell you? I thought, no. They hadn't told me, but I'm sure she could see on my face that I was, there was this thing in my head going, tea lady, tea lady. How am I going to tell my mate that I'm tea lady and she's gotten that West Bank? As the sorts of things you think about, you know, back in the day. How am I going to live this down? Anyway, Lil busied herself whilst I changed. And I think the look of disappointment on my face really told a story. So she just kept chattering away, trying to console me, I think. And she said, look, we've got four floors to go. And she said, what will happen is when we come out of the lift, I'll say, tee up. I know most of what they want, she says. And so you can ask them what biscuits they'd like with a smile. She said, you'll be all right, she said it reassuringly. And before I knew it, we had walked you know, down the corridor, we were in the lift, and everything had commenced. So it's so interesting, the, the story that you're, you're sharing, because I remember you sharing this the first time, and I'm thinking, what, what's coming next? What is it that this lady has shown you? Because it's, it just shows, doesn't it, that actually wherever we work, wherever we are, we're working with fellow human beings, no matter, and we all operate in a very, very similar way. So what this lady who was the tea lady, which I'm not even sure is a term that we use anymore. I don't think you'd ever go anywhere and get a tea lady, but it was, as you know, in that time, it was very, very common. So, so please carry on. What was it? What was it that she shared? What insight did you learn from her that has been so powerful for you? Well, what I observed and noticed about Lil, and actually in my head, I was calling her fag ash Lil because Smoking was still allowed then, so she literally just chain smoked from one to one. But what I noticed from her is that she knew everyone, excuse me, and everyone knew her. She would say good mornings. She'd quiz people about their weekend. She was really inquisitive, not in a nosy way, but in a thoughtful way. She'd offer a word of encouragement. So she said, oh, how... How's your weekend, love? And, you know, maybe they had a bit of a sad story to tell. She said, oh, all right, then you you have an extra biscuit, she said. And she'd give them an extra lump of sugar or something as if that was going to make everything well. But that's what she had to offer. She was speedy. She was efficient. And she was super proud of the service that she offered. She also had 
open access to everywhere and nowhere was off limits. So with my Jenks Bond hat on, I thought she must be a Russian spy because no one even noticed her going into boardrooms and into computer rooms, which were usually off access to everybody else. And some people were kind and courteous to her and they had time to chat. And some kind of dismissed her kindness, you know, a bit snooty, but she served them all the same. And so in Lil's eyes, title meant nothing. She was there to provide an important service. And where would we be without our cup of tea in the morning, right? She treated everyone the same. And what I would realize sometime later in my life is that she had the ability to connect with every single person on the floor and build a relationship regardless of the department. And boy, could she multitask. So she'd have fag in the mouth and she would pour with one hand, the tea, and another hand with milk. And sometimes the ash would fall in the tea and she'd just quickly stir it and go, yeah, that'll put airs on their chest. And she'd wink at me and she'd be as happy as anything. But what I've taken away is build a relationship and connect with people. That's the important thing. Yeah, and I love it because it's actually not about your status or your seniority because a lot of times, so as you know, at at Elevate, our clients are mid-level female professionals and often they will think that being more junior to somebody means that they can't start the relationship with somebody who's senior could be influential for them. They might have a, a knowledge that they would like to sort of, you know, get feedback from them to help the certain project and they they feel that they have to hold back. And I love, this is one of the reasons I love, well, one of the many reasons I love this story. Also, I've got such a strong visual of this lady now in my mind. <laughs> I can see her. I can hear her. Yes, I mean, everything. Exactly. She's it's brilliant. It, yeah, exactly. And so, and I think that's so powerful, isn't it? That we, you know, again, we, we're human beings. And actually, if you can build connections with people, it doesn't matter what level you're at, what your job is. And also, everybody's job is important. Everybody's role in a company is important. And so, everybody deserves that same respect and an attempt. So my moment with you when I asked you about this all those years back was I'd been invited into IBM to meet with the very senior level meeting and it was all the heads of businesses. Yes. And before we came, do you remember this? Before we came in, I think of it as my devil wears Prada moment. (laughs) I felt like Meryl Streep with Emily Blunt whispering behind me, giving me just a couple of little bits of information about the various people in the room because I'd been asked to come in and talk at a at a higher level about the needs of what we do, the importance of building your your female talent pipeline and the ways to go around that. And it was just so helpful to know who the various people in the room were ahead of it. And it was just very and it was just I mean there must have been at least 10 people in that room and you were just going through one after I was thinking, how does she remember all this? And I remember I remember thinking it's my devil wears Prada moment Moment. because it was so powerful and so useful because then when one person did speak up and you'd give me a little bit of information about that person, it meant that I knew really knew what they were trying to achieve. Because that little bit of that little bit of for you know forethought and that little note in advance was really really useful, and that's the skill I got from Lil. Because what she would say to me now, okay, you know, shoulders back. She said, "Take this cup of tea into 
you know, I, let's make up the name Martin Church. And she said, yeah, now he is the CEO of the company. Of course, he's been here for 15 years and he has two children and his wife's ever so lovely. And she knew these little things about people. You know, she wasn't spreading people's business or anything, but she's telling you the important pieces that she had picked up. And she just knew this and she knew when their birthdays was. She knew wedding anniversaries. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the programme Undercover Boss, which yes. is, and that's what, when I've watched this recently, that's what it kind of reminded me of because I thought she could have been that undercover boss because she just knew everything, everything. Absolutely amazing. But I've carried that, a, part, a bit of Lil with me. Every time I meet somebody, I just think, okay, what would Lil do? And she would sit and listen and have a cup of tea just had a conversation. So I like virtual coffee breaks. Yes, and it's such a good... And also the thing is as well is that connection breeds connection. Yes. So it, it compounds. And therefore, when you've already established that little bit of that lighter rapport with somebody when you perhaps know something a little bit about their family or their birthday or, or what they did at the weekend, that opens the door to building greater and greater connection. And I think that's the most powerful thing because that's when you really get to know people. And if you're working with people, if you can understand what makes them tick. Absolutely. It's, it's so incredible. And we all want to be understood. I've never heard somebody say, oh, no, I don't mind if nobody understands me. We all, we all want to be understood, don't we? And we want things to be done in a way that makes us feel good about ourselves and that there's that I think it's been attributed to Maya Angelou but there's been some debate about whether it was her or not that whole idea of people don't remember what you said they remember how you made them how they made you feel absolutely and that's the thing when somebody's listened to you or remember something like a birthday or remembered you know your child's name or remembered something like that it makes you feel good doesn't it, it absolutely it's foundational right that's how you build that foundation brick by brick you lay that solid foundation and you continue. I meet people that I've managed many, many years ago, and I'm talking 10, 15 plus years, and I'll say, oh, your daughter was such and such. And they're like, how did you remember that? Yeah. Because that was one of the first conversations we had, and that was that's what I remember. So very, very important. And as you said, if you are a junior, you, it doesn't matter. It's just a title. Just remember they're people, and you can – form that conversation with them and, and find out a little bit about them. Well, there was that story. I never know with these stories because I'm pretty sure I read this on the internet or might have heard it even longer ago, but there was a story. In fact, it might even been a, a, a very early boss of mine that shared this. So pre-internet, the, the boys' school Eton, which I think most people know about Eton School, and at that point they were, they were boarding and to get out they needed a special exeat slip to be allowed out at the weekends. And a group of the, the lads in one of the houses had wanted to go out that weekend to the sweet shop. And the housemaster had said, yes, but I'm going to, you know, you're going to do a quiz first. And you, but you've, all of you got to get 10 out of 10 in the quiz. Because unless you all get 10 out of 10, then you can't go. And so they were doing the quiz and question five, six, seven, they were all smiling at each other because, of course, they knew all the answers. And that was great. And then question 10 was, what's the name of the lady who cleans your room? They didn't know, did they? And the story goes... Whether it's true or not, I'm not sure it's one of those urban myths, but true or not, but they didn't know. Wow. And the moral of the story was everybody's important, 
Yes. And that whole thing about, do you want to clean room? Well, of course you do. I don't think, again, people say, oh, no, leave my room nice and dirty. That'd be great. Thank you very much. They did and they wanted it. And so this was somebody who actually played a very important role in their lives. And they didn't even know the individual's name. So so on that connection point, you know, they weren't as far as knowing the person's name, let alone know anything about that person's life, which is quite staggering. I thought, what a great lesson if the story is true. What a great lesson. And if the story isn't true, what a great example. <laughs> Absolutely. As I, for some reason, I think there is some truth in that story because I think I've heard something quite similar, you know, along those lines. So, yeah, but it, it certainly makes you think, though, doesn't it? When you hear the story, you're like, oh, my gosh. I can see people scrambling now going, oh, my gosh, somebody's taken away my trash and I don't even know what their name is. Yes, yeah, talk, you know, you never never know when somebody's going to just have the right words to say to you as well because we all go through life where we have ups and downs. And and that's the second thing that I, what I think about you. So I think about my devil wears Prada moment with you, but I also the other moment would have been <laughs> and I. And I actually realize it's five years of September this happened oh, wow. because we had a call on a Monday morning and we were discussing business and you said, is everything okay? And I said, yeah, I have to say, I'm just not quite feeling myself. And you're like, yeah, I could tell what's going on. And I explained to you the day before I'd taken my daughter, yes. Alexandra, Ali, as she goes by to university. And I said, I just feel like somebody's removed one of my vital organs and I just felt, I, I, I felt lost and it was the strangest feeling. And I'll never forget, you said to me, okay, here's what you do. I was like, okay, right, tell me. All those easy jobs you've got to do, get those done today. Don't try and do anything too complicated. I was like, okay, great idea, great idea. And then the other thing was you said, you know, you know anything that takes up too much or, or too much time, get some easy quick ones. You've got some easy wins to make you feel, you know, better about yourself. And then the day will go an awful lot quicker. And it was weird because... Well, it's not that I couldn't have worked that one out f- for myself because, you know, we're all smart human beings, but sometimes somebody else just making the comment, you like, you know, that is so right. But also, weirdly, you gave me permission to almost yeah. have a, a a down day, if that makes sense. A wobble. Yes. A wobble. Yeah, she was like, it's okay, you're a human being, it's fine to have yes. a wobble. And listen, I don't have a boss. I am my own boss. I don't need anybody's permission to have, you know, if I want to go out you know, play tennis all afternoon. I couldn't do that. I never do. <laughs> but, you know, you can. So people often say about, you know, the work environment and the constraints that you have. I, I think sometimes the constraints we put on, we put on ourselves. They're not from anybody else. Do you know an important point there is to know who your crew are in the workplace? I, I learned this from a mentor. She's, she was just brilliant, you know, because it doesn't matter how high we go in that organisation, one day we're going to have a wobble and it's nothing to do with work. It's a personal thing or we're just not on our game that day. And it's okay to go and talk to someone and go, do you know, I'm having a real wobble day today. Just talk to me, just talk to me. And somebody will just talk to you about something maybe not as significant. But as he says, it just gives you that time, just that safe space just to release a little bit, have you wobble and you go, okay, I'm good now. Thank you. And off you go. It, and it's, you're right. It's somebody who can help you course correct. But again, you have to have set up the foundations, have those connections, have that crew, have those people, because that works also the business world. So you suddenly have a challenge and you think to yourself, okay, I've got a problem here. I don't have to go re- get around this. And so you go to somebody in your crew. They are somebody who you trust 
you know, they're, they're somebody that, you know, will keep the confidence. They won't, you know, they won't share it with anybody else. And then you can say, okay, I've got an issue with this. I don't know how to resolve it. And then they can brainstorm with you. Absolutely. And that's also this whole thing about connection, but it has to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And only over time will you get to that point where you'll be on the Monday on the phone. Are you okay? Not really. <laughs> and all that, all that comes out, doesn't it? Because it that's does. when you have the person. Yeah. That will then say, okay, you know, here's here's what you do, and I think you shared as well. I think you shared when your daughter went away, and you were like, I felt exactly the same. I know ex- I've been there. Yes. It was almost like you felt it. That, you know, that day as well. You're like, oh, it's it's. I've got a wave that going over me again. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, I, and I remember that day. And as you said, it, it's like a part of you had like disappeared and you're very happy that this is what they're doing because they've launched into adulthood and they're taking this on. But I thought, what about me? You've left me. And it was. And these are things that some people don't like talking about, but I just, in that moment, I totally had you. I, I got it. And I was just delighted that I could share. But look at that. This is a relationship we've built up over how many years? Bit by bit. What do you think of this, Jan? What do you think about this, Jacqueline? Jacqueline, I've got this. Do you know? And you can go, oh, I know who I'll call Jacqueline. Yeah. And that's, and that's really what we're talking about with this, with the epic connection. connection. It's all, it's all about everything we share within the epic universe is all things that basically make your, your job, your career, your life easier. Absolutely. And yes. allowing you to build skills that will, make make doing things i mean going back to that whole point of you know you're thinking to yourself i've got this problem who can i call literally who can i call from my group of people who will be able to answer you know in today's term you know uh, you know the the millionaire you know you know you phone a friend literally you know who can i call exactly and it, and it works on a personal level it works on a business level because if you can pick up the phone and get straight through somebody and you ask them a question they can answer it for you you have just saved yourself a huge amount of time and also concern over what's the right answer. So it's, oh yeah, it's this brilliant. Thank you very much. And you know, you can then move on. And we all need that. But think about that. And so I worked in finance and planning, you know, in very early in my, my stage. And I know that we had work day one, two, three, and four. And so questions that I had, I needed them answered just like that. We didn't have time to, you know, bring people in a meeting and all of that. So you were losing revenue if you didn't have that person that you could call and say, I've got the situation, what would you do? Who do I need to speak to? And they go, oh, you need to speak to Jacqueline and here's her extension. Do you want me to link you? Yes, please. It's done in 10 minutes. So build those relationships as, as we go from, from level to level because they are really important and we never know when we're going to need them. No, and that's, a, that's a lovely, lovely point. Tip this is on now in our Elevate program at the end of every webinar, we've done this since 2016, we share a final thought. And the final thought is an inspirational quote from sometimes a well-known person, international person, or just some proverb. Would be great if you could share one of your favorite quotes with us today, Jan. So what is your final thought? In keeping with the theme, I read this and I it really, really resonated. So this is from Eleanor Roosevelt, who she served as the first lady of the United States in the ni- early 1940, well, 33 to 45. And she said that some people are going to leave a mark on this world while others will leave a stain. 
And that's what Lil's done for me. Oh, that's lovely. Left a wonderful bark. And again, we all want to leave a mark, don't we? And Absolutely. nobody really wants to be thinking that they're leaving a stain. So thank you so much for that, Jan. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast, Epic Connection with Jan Sinclair. Now go find your epic. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to learn more about any of the tools and strategies discussed, please do reach out to us on LinkedIn or contact us via the website on team at elevatetalent.co.uk. Now go find your epic.